Hello and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilan. This time we're talking about cybercrime, how it is increasing at an alarming rate and if not checked, th will threaten India's digital future. You need major changes. You need it to be tackled on war fitting with awareness building, crackdown on crime centers across India, statutory and regulatory changes. Otherwise, there is a danger that the phenomenal achievements of the tech world in facilitating super fast financial services, what we call India's the division of digital India, could come a cropper. Cybercrime, especially in its latest and according to me, most evil avatar is not limited to robbing victims of their money or what they have already, but the new version is forcing them to avail of instant loans which are possible again due to technology, you can, your sanctions, your KYC is all done and ready on an app. And the minute you want a loan, it is downloaded to you and the cyber criminals are making you transfer that loan to them under one pretext or the other. Listen to these horror stories. In fact, before we do that, let's understand how cyber criminals work. They are well-versed in procedures of police and enforcement agencies. They can create authentic looking offices. They can clone websites of regulatory agencies and even the Supreme Court. They can spoof social media handles until they seem like they're official sources, an official police station or a CBI office. And all this is absolutely enough to scare people who are threatened with arrest especially when you have media reports which are routinely telling you about how the police from one state can travel to another state, arrest a person for something that's written online and somebody has taken offense to it, cart them to that state and keep them in jail, which means that you can be in jail in a state where you have no family, no support systems and no help. Obviously, these threats scare people, which is why there is a rise in cybercrime, disturbing increase, and people are falling for it all the time. In fact, let's look at some numbers. The number of cyber-related crimes are extremely high. Success stories, relatively low. Even after the success stories are reported in the media, it's usually about criminals who have been arrested and money impounded. It rarely talks about how long does it take to get the money back into a person's account. In 2023, there's a National Cybercrime Helpline. Most of you would know that. If you don't, the number is 1930. You can call it. Some say it's not always easy to get through. But this line received 13.1 lakh complaints in 2023 alone. At a press conference in Mumbai announcing a success, the Mumbai police said they alone had received 1.09 lakh complaints or calls in 2023, they of course claim a 95% success rate. I'm not sure whether this success rate is about getting your money back, which is the only thing that you and I would be interested in if we were victims of cybercrime. It's probably success in nabbing the culprits. By then, we don't know how much of the money is there and how much has been spent. Now, worryingly, victims of cybercrime are not necessarily people with low literacy or you know, tech-phobic senior citizens who don't know how to use technology. In fact, many of them, a large number of them, are actually tech-savvy individuals. Tell them to get on Skype. They know how to do it instantly, while someone like me may struggle for half an hour until the cyber criminal is 
frustrated. So these are tech-savvy people who are being ensnared, frightened, until their faculties stop working. Now, cyber criminals work by inducing fear and panic. They work with practice, practiced mind games, interrogation techniques, the threat of arrest, quoting all kinds of sections of various laws, criminal law enforcement, CBI, what have you, throw names, escalated to senior officials, all this done on Skype calls where the handles also are spoofed to look like a police station and a very authentic background. People casually working, going about their routine stuff while one person is talking and interrogating you, making you feel that it is very real. All this leads to a complete suspension of logic and clarity of thought because you are scared out of your bits. In the coming days, these tactics will be further weaponized with the use of artificial intelligence, voice clones, deep fakes. In fact, more than a dozen websites already offer free voice cloning options with high accuracy in multiple languages and accents. Imagine when this is used to pretend that you have actually done something by creating a fake and saying this is going to be sent to the uh, enforcement agencies. It is going to create mindless panic. What helps the cyber criminals trap even the tech savvy is, like I said earlier, lack of awareness about police procedures. This is why tech centers, whether it's Bangalore or Gurugram, have become cybercrime hubs. Look at some of the cases that I'm going to talk about below. The first, which is, to my mind is the most dangerous and worrying, is the case of Rina, who it started as a typical FedEx scam. The caller calls, says a parcel has been sent from Taiwan in her name. It contains illegal drugs, passports, a laptop, and it has been intercepted by customs or whichever agency. Now, having got the victim's attention, they tell her to come on to a Skype call or they transfer it to a police station. We know that in real life, Nobody, the police don't pick up and no courier agent can transfer a call. But you're already scared at the first information received. So when they say they're transferring it to a CBI official, people tend to believe it. She did. She never wondered how the seamless efficiency works only with FedEx and couriers. She was convinced that illegal activity had been carried on in her name across the country. And there was a major investigation launched. So she was guided to avail of a personal loan of 10 lakh, get it on her ICICI app and transfer it to a specified account that the fraudsters asked her to send it to. They said this would give her a clearance certificate from the cyber police. Now, it's possible. I know when you hear it, it sounds extraordinarily gullible and she was very credulous, but it is safe to bet that there will be thousands like this who are going to fall victim to a similar bonus operandi. Because cyber criminals work on the principle of causing mindless fear. And with this loan scam, they're going to inflict crippling long-term damage unless it is tackled now. I have escalated this case to the highest levels at the bank and at the Reserve Bank of India. Unfortunately, there's not, not much action and the police seem to have been rather slow on her case. Second example, Techie working in Bangalore lost 3.7 crore 
in a variation of the FedEx scam. All these examples are of the last five or six months alone. He was threatened with arrest for money laundering. This time they said it was the Telecom Regulatory Authority of India which had found issues and of money laundering. They were, he was told that all the offenses that he was likely to be charged with would lead to a 20-year prison sentence. Naturally, he was scared. He was induced to empty his bank account. In this case, not as a bribe or blackmail, but again, the same story. Credit the money to the account that we tell you. We will audit and investigate, and the money will be credited back into your account. I know it sounds hard to believe, but people in a panic don't look at it. In a LinkedIn post, Nandkumar Sarvade, formerly with the IPS, who has headed cybersecurity organizations of the government, points out that the Skype handle used by the fraudsters in this Infosys case was the Wakola police station, wakolamahapolice.gov.in. A fake senior official Skype profile read mumbai.cbi.gov.in. Obviously, the victim was convinced that he was dealing with real people. He was also shown arrest warrants pending against him on what was ostensibly a fake Supreme Court website. This is how far the criminals go in creating an authentic scenario. And it also makes you feel that it cannot happen without proper training from people who have been there, done it, which meets ex-officials. Yet another case, Ankit, again from Bangalore, same FedEx scam is duped into transferring 13 lakhs from his account and another 4 lakhs from his wife's account. Same customs department intercepting a parcel. The psychological play had the police station, brought in Reserve Bank, CBI, what have you. And in, as in all these cases, I need to mention that the interrogation online on a screen goes on for days together. The victim is threatened not to go anywhere, not to Google, sometimes go to an ATM, withdraw money if necessary. And they are so scared. They are following instructions, coming back day after day. Their wives are dragged in. Money is transferred from their account in the name of verification. Now, Ankit got, finally got suspicious when they started pushing him to break an FD and transfer that money as well. And he stopped taking those calls and finally came to his senses and filed a complaint. He's fairly lucky. He's got most of his money back in one account and hopes to get it back in the other account. Yet another Bangalore case. A businessman forced to transfer 1.98 crore to cyber criminals. He was told, again, same, banned narcotics found in a parcel in his name. They made him and his wife book into two separate rooms in a hotel for interrogation that carried on for days. I mean, the least that this tells you is the sheer panic that suspends all logic and thinking. A case which is not exactly a FedEx crime was reported by the Economic Times in November 2023. This is another aspect. You can have technology, you can have bad systems, lack security, not enough checks and balances, which is what happened with this customer of Access Bank. She received a message about reward points credited to her account with a link. So she clicked the link to check, thought it's come from the bank. Almost immediately, nearly 5 lakhs were swept out of her account. By the time she, she called the relationship manager, who did not 
act on her complaint, but 41 lakhs was withdrawn from her account over 23 transactions. The criminals changed her registered mobile number, broke her FDs as well, and none of this high level of unusual activity triggered any red flags at the bank. Clearly, this is an issue with bank systems of which we can be the victims and spend a lot of our time fighting and in a state of panic, wondering what is the outcome. Now, look at the issues raised by all these examples. First, of course, is public ignorance about police and investigation procedures. But the flip side is that government agencies often ignore their own rules and procedures, get away with illegal arrests, torture, and worse. So people believe someone who claims to be a police officer, dresses like one, talks like one, has a fake police station in the background and threatens to come and arrest you, sometimes in your office, like in the Infosys case. Many people these days are also proud of the fact that they don't read newspapers. So while the FedEx scam has been widely reported by every paper for the last year, there have been social media threads about it, but people haven't read it. So with amazing regularity, they continue to fall for what is called the FedEx or courier scam. The second issue to my mind is worse, which is collusion. So just as the police ignore their rules, they also ignore hubs of cybercrime. In 2016, Money Life Foundation, an NGO that we run, had done a series of workshops called Police and You. In one of them on cybercrime, advocate Prashant Mali, who is a leading cybersecurity expert in Mumbai, told us for the first time about Jamtara in Jharkhand. We were stunned. This is over five years ago. He told us about how it was a crime center. Almost everybody was involved in training, doing phishing, which is, you know, claiming that you are from an agency and getting you to part with your identification. So people know about it now. They had easy access to burner phones, no issues with KYC, any number of bank accounts, money used to move swiftly from a series of accounts and the phone numbers were changed. None of this can happen without official protection. In fact, Jamtara grew and thrived. They could have easily been a crackdown by the government and the police, hasn't happened. Instead, you have multiple Jamtaras. Now you have Mewat. In fact, you have even Calcutta, which has emerged as a fishing hub with their large call centers and big office buildings, which are only involved in the job of cheating people, cybercrime. And the government has cracked down on these. In fact, awareness has been built thanks to web series on called Jamtara, called Mewat, which have dealt with the issue. And while people may not read newspapers, this is what they understand. So they'll have to be another series on the FedEx scam before people wake up to what is happening. Finally, to my, to my mind, the biggest contributor to cybercrime is that we can't depend on our legal system, on grievance redressal, and that legal processes are tediously slow and expensive. In fact, Commander Mukesh Saini, security advisor and former National Information Security Coordinator, has written on LinkedIn. In fact, he's written this in response to Mr. Sarvade's post that innovative approaches like by cyber criminals makes it, and he quotes, and I quote him, 
makes it almost a certainty that soon courts are going to be overwhelmed by the number of cases. He points out that each cybercrime is a cognizable offense under current laws, which means that the proceeds of crime can be impounded, can be called a success, but it cannot be returned to the victims without a process leading to a court order, which takes a lot of time. He says that unless statutory and regulatory changes that are required to prevent citizens from becoming discontented with digital India are initiated urgently, things can slide. I think Commander Saini puts it rather mildly. Unless checked, people may prefer to revert to old-fashioned cash and physical systems in a country which has no social security. So for most people in the private sector, what they keep with banks, what they're forced to keep with banks is their nest eggs. They are supposed to live on it for the rest of their lives without a pension. And this especially affects hardworking middle class who keep their money in banks. It's not as if the government is not aware about all this. In fact, in July 2022, there was a Press Information Bureau release which talked about steps initiated by the government to combat cybercrime. There's a long list of steps. There's a link here that I'm giving which you can look at. But these are far from adequate. Just more processes and more systems is not going to help. You need a crackdown. You need something to dissuade people from indulging in crime. And when you have cities that emerge as cybercrime hubs, if you don't break them down and make them vanish, this whole vision and dream of digital India can be badly derailed. Today, we lead the world in terms of quick transactions. UPI is something we are proud of. We don't want that affected. If you agree, A, become aware, B, spread awareness, share this video, and C, demand action from the government. That is the only way forward. Thank you so much.